Hello, welcome to the Show Oshibeson podcast. Show Oshibeson is the lead pastor, Grace Made Christian Center, where we raise change agents. We do hope you'll be refreshed by God's word today. Happy listening. Joy, joyful atmosphere this morning. Praise God. Please take your seats if you can in the house of the Lord this beautiful Sunday morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah is the highest praise. Do you believe that this morning? Glory to God. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. All right, let's get into God's word this morning. Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2. Hallelujah. What an atmosphere. Praise God. Hallelujah. Tell him, was it neighbor? He that will come will come. He will come. Some of you think that God has forsaken you. Say, say neighbor. Got out to shame. Got out to shame. He will come. Say neighbor. Whose time are you looking at? Say my God never flops. He never fails. He never sleeps. He never slumbers. He doesn't miss my calls. He's always on time. Woo! Glory to God. Hallelujah. Jehovah that never fails. He never flops. Glory to God. Ah, Genesis 2, 18 to 25. Thank you, PM, for that insightful, powerful charge. Instructive, actually instructive. Genesis 2 18 to 25 The Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the wild animals and all the birds in the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. Verse 20. So the man gave names to all the livestock, the birds in the sky, and all the wild animals. But for Hadam, no suitable helper was found. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and then closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. The man said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. Let's read 24 25 together. Are you ready? One, two, ready, read. Lord, we ask that you bless your word this morning. Let the entrance of your word give light in the name of Jesus. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory in Jesus' name. And just say, say loud amen. Just say, say loud amen. All right, so in this month of October, our contemplation 
is on relationships and marriage praise God and this subject is so important praise God because every nation thrives on great families do you agree with that in fact every business thrives on great families you know there's an adage your brother says that if you see you know a house doing well if you see a family growing the import of that is that the bastard in the house has not grown you get what I'm saying how many of us have heard that before yeah so there's something about family praise God and that's why it's so important for us to look at that important and fundamental subject this morning praise God and please I want to encourage you not to miss any Sunday in this month so that you can have a complete dose of what God has in store for us in this month praise God say praise God alright I want to talk this morning about why marriages don't work why marriages don't work glory to God God designed our marriages to work and whatever you see that is working is because the people involved are working it if you see an organization working it is because some people have taken it upon themselves to make it work if you see a nation working like Nigeria by faith it is because the people in that nation have taken it upon themselves to make that nation to work if you see a relationship working or you see a marriage working it is because the parties involved have decided have made a choice have taken the honors on, on themselves to make the relationship or the marriage to work praise God so God designed the marriage to work God is not an author of failure everything God gets involved with succeeds he says mark the upright observe the blameless the hand of that man is peace so if God is involved in something that thing must succeed are you with me this morning so why don't marriages work number one the first reason why marriages don't work is wrong choices wrong choices a major reason why marriages don't work is wrong choice the reality is that some type of people are not meant to marry some type of people because it's just never going to work in fact sometimes people know deep in their minds that if they engage in this relationship or in this marriage that is not going to work but sometimes you know we convince ourselves that we can make it work are you with me this morning so because of sentimental reasons they decide to proceed with the relationship or the marriage and then they get married and begin to have serious issues when you see some type of people get married to some type of people you know that this is this marriage is dead on arrival the bible says in psalms 11 verse 3 it says if the foundation be destroyed what can the righteous do so sometimes 
the issues we have in marriages why some marriages don't work is simply foundational issues the marriages were not designed to even be in the first place glory to God say glory to God now let me give you a practical example someone has anger problem and gets married to another person who has anger problem or a choleric decides to marry another choleric cholerics are strong-willed people how do you think that marriage will be it's going to be rough tough difficult what's that word now I'm looking for you for, for uh, no, no 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 there's this word toxic toxic that was what I was looking for some things were not designed to be in the same space glory to God but sometimes all in the name of love and attraction we can make it work the Holy Ghost will change him the Holy Ghost will change her and work on him. Trust, you can't change no man. You can't change no woman. The work of changing someone is an exclusive responsibility of the Holy Ghost. In fact, the Holy Ghost, it takes him time. You that you are here, the Holy Ghost has been trying to change you. You have not changed. So how do you think that you want to change someone? You don't need, you, sometimes, you don't need a prophet to tell you that so, some marriages will not work. Because the time a dear sister, you know, of hers got engaged in a relationship. And I told my wife, I said, this relationship that I'm seeing will not work. It's not a curse. I've seen it. And it's not by the Spirit. No, it's not by the Spirit. Because sometimes we, we over-spiritualize things. It's just by observation, by pattern. By looking at the clash of personality. You know that this, and how many months did it last? It didn't even last up to, I think maybe five months or something. And that was because they pushed. <laughs> glory to God. It's a glory to God. So wrong choices. Sometimes you have no business engaging in some relationships dating some people marrying some people you dated him today the next day he slapped you do you need a prophet to tell you that, that that's not going to work sometimes some marital issues are foundational glory to God number two why marriages don't work number two is lack of conviction lack of conv conviction a major foundational and fundamental reason why a marriage don't work is lack of conviction to get married to that person when i was writing out this point i first of all wrote lack of spiritual conviction but then i removed it because sometimes it's not about spiritual conviction alone and I will explain what I'm saying. Now, there are people who get married without being born again. 
they got born again in the marriage and then the marriage is working are you hearing what I'm saying this morning so, so because sometimes we over spiritualize some of these things so it's while spiritual conviction is great it's not there are people that said to, to their to, you know to their pastor that God spoke to me that that's my wife and today they don't have a marriage my son my son go to the streets called south <laughs> and behold I will show thee a damn cell thou shalt communicate thy faith to her <laughs> glory to God it is not everyone that have the luxury of getting married as believers or as born again but most times if you check they usually would have a conviction in their hearts that is the person they are supposed to get married to glory to God one of the greatest mistakes you can make in your life is to marry someone out of pity. You're saying, ha. Ah. People marry people out of reason, out of pity. Say he's been around for a while. I don't want to hurt his feelings. It will shock you. The reason people get married, it will, it will shock you, literally. Some people get married to people because they are rich. They are wealthy. They come from a rich background. Talk to me. Talk to me. You are quiet now. Glory to God. Some people get married to people because they're having a child together. All of a sudden, all of a sudden she got pregnant. All of a sudden. But the Holy Ghost, not my own Holy Ghost. And then they decide to get married. There are people that get married because they are just bored. Yeah, they are just bored. They just need company. There are people that get married because they just want to be having legitimate sex. Yeah. After all, the Bible says, if you cannot old body marry, the Bible says so, right? You will not get married. <clears throat> glory to God. Say, glory to God. If you must get married to someone, you must have a conviction in your heart that this is the person meant for you. One of the things that keep a marriage together, especially when things are rough and tough, is that conviction you have in your heart. That conviction is what will keep you, is what will give you hope. When things are not going well, glory to God. Single people don't marry if you don't have conviction. Love is blind, but marriage will open your eyes. I'm getting married because all my friends are getting married. Peer pressure. I'm the only one in 2000 sets that's not married. 
People get married for funny reasons. Because my parents are putting pressure on me. Glory to God. Number three reason why marriages don't work is unhealthy comparison. A marriage is a voluntary institution that two matured adults decided to come into by themselves without being forced or coerced into it. So it is wrong for you to voluntarily enter a marriage and then you begin to compare your partner with other people. You begin to compare them with your ex, compare them with your neighbor, compare them with Piyosh, compare them with PM. Say, don't you see how Pastor and you know Piyosh are I mean, that's... If you're single, you know, we can still let it slide. But if you're married, you cannot do that. Don't you see that toy in car? Just... Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Eh? Even when we have our issues. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We still fight. Are you, are you with me? Is every time I say, oh baby, glory to God, I'm excited. No, there are times that we, we argue. But you know, maturity are setting. So you present your case. We are not, we are not, there's no fight. We are reasoning. The Bible says, come, let us reason together. Just as sometimes the reasoning may be allowed, just a bit. Reason aloud. The children will not hear. So we are good. But we are having conversations. No, I don't agree. No. It's maturity. You can disagree without being disagreeable. Every time that you are fighting, you must win. If you're like that, you are not matured. You are a child. Glory to God. Say glory to God. So, you know, I think it's actually unfair and wicked to be comparing your spouse with other people. I think it's actually witchcraft and wickedness. It is evil to be doing that. Because before you said yes to them, you saw them as they, as they were. You saw them. When I went to meet my mother-in-law, she said, you have seen her that she's an actor. I said, yes. And she told her, you have seen him that he's a full-time pastor. So there are chances that he will be broke. Do you get what I'm saying? So if you say yes to him, you must understand that, you must understand you are saying yes to the full package. You saw him as a firstborn that has his siblings before you said yes to him. So you cannot now say that you don't want his siblings to come to the house. You are wicked. And you, you are the only child of your parents. <coughs> Glory to God. So you must understand, alright, that you cannot do that. You cannot begin to compare your spouse, Glory to God, with other people. One of the signs of growth and maturity is your ability to make a decision. And be willing to stay with the decision and the consequences of that decision with your full chest. I say, I married him. 
I married her. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. You saw someone who you're going to get married to and you know that they have a health condition. And then you marry them like that. And then into the marriage, you are now complaining that ah, you? you are wicked. Because you saw them, they told you. You even saw things. You saw the symptoms. You saw, you know, I mean, you saw everything. Glory to God. Say, glory to God. Unhealthy comparison has destroyed many marriages. And unhealthy comparison is mostly due to lack of contentment, covetousness, and greed. 2 Corinthians 10 12 says, They that compare themselves by themselves, they are not wise. One of the hallmarks of foolishness that you compare your spouse with other people. And some people are not even married. They have started comparing themselves. They are not married. They are still dating. See, that person, look at how they proposed to their, you know, girlfriend. You are always here coming with one useless ring. Eh? You not even do like, uh, you know, Brajide. You get what I'm saying? So you understand that there is a there is a way that you talk and then you, you you are you are wicked you are wicked pure wickedness pure wickedness you saw them as they are you saw him that when he come when, when he was going to marry you it was anything you saw him and by yourself you said yes to him why are you complaining that there's no soup in the house don't you know that the money will not be enough how do you expect Tessica to be you, you should know that there will be days of fasting you should know that by default when my wife said yes to me she knew that there will, there will be times that there will be no food you've, you've signed up is a total package you will have to learn to abase and abound so this one that you are saying that you know i mean i don't even understand where we got all of all of these things from and then you know you said well i was going to propose to my wife and i'm not i'm not against that i'm not against that don't be under pressure to perform if you can't afford you can't afford it don't go and borrow money to propose do you get what i'm saying there's nothing wrong with that if you can afford it then do it or you can push it. <laughs> My wife, when I was going to propose to her, I just went to her room in school. I said, this is the Ringo. Will you marry me? Say, I will. I will. And that was it. I will. I just, before she changed her mind, quickly pray. Lord, we see this relationship in Jesus' name. Ah. In case she changed, so that she will not change her mind. I quickly sealed it in, with the... If you see something with blood of Jesus, it is sealed. I quickly sealed it. And then we were good. I can't even, I can't even picture myself. Maybe if I'm going to propose now, maybe I will now, you know, say, I, I, I can't even picture myself doing that. Say, oh, oh. Glory to God. 
and I'm not against, you know, all the, you know, I have a lot of single directors, amen. I'm looking forward to when they will, you know, and, and they will do it well. They will do it well. It will be grand. Do you get what I'm saying? But you can't be under pressure to want to do that. So don't compare your, and don't compare your wife or your wife-to-be with other ladies. Look at BM, we'll make up. Look, look, um, don't be like that. You are, you are wicked. It is witchcraft. You saw her that she doesn't make up before you married her. You saw her that she doesn't wear trousers. Don't, 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 you want to kill her. Glory to God. Say glory to God. Be content. Be content. He that will come will. She that will come will. Some of you, if only you knew that you have not seen the full glory of your wife, you will not be saying she's not beautiful. You have money first. Ah. I know. I know some ladies. When they were married. Do you get what I'm saying? When they were. Well, oh, you can't begin to see the glory of the Lord upon their lives. You can't. You think, you think your husband is not fine? Ah, he's fine. If you saw me, if you knew me, <laughs> Jesus wept. <laughs> so don't ever do that. Oh, this person has a car. You don't even have a car. You saw them. When they came to ask you, they came on a bike. And you said yes. Why are you putting pressure on the young man? You saw her that she could, she can't cook. Anytime you visit her, she will tell you. Because <laughs> one of my friends that I went to visit in school, she told us, she said, if you are coming to visit me, I don't cook. So if you will come, you will come. In fact, what she does is that you say. Um, or they call me or she or she if you're hungry there's money on the table please just go and buy what you, you know for yourself and fix what you, that's what she fix what you will eat and truly when we go to her house she will just put money because she came from a very rich family back in the uni like is uni Osuni, you know don't forget uni uni she will just put money on the table and then we'll just take the money and go and buy the indomie and fix it by ourselves. So you know that the food that she used to give you when you go and visit her at home is not sweet. You know. You know that she's not the best cook. But you chose to so you, you will carry your cross. You, you will carry it with joy. That's number, number what now? Why marriages don't work 
Number four is unfaithfulness. Unfaithfulness. The rate of adultery among married people is alarming. When I talk about adultery, adultery, I'm not talking about married men alone. In fact, <clears throat> women are professionals. They will do it, you will not see a trace. Maybe you, they are still catching you. They will do it. Ah, just pray that a woman will not be, will not be wayward. You, you are not, men, you are not smart. I'm telling you. These women, these women, they used to say that it is the wife or the woman that knows the father of, the, you get what I'm saying? Unfaithfulness. A man or a woman who is involved with adultery cannot know peace in their lives. If you are involved in adultery, you cannot know peace because you will always be on the edge, hiding something. And unfaithfulness is mostly due to lack of self-control. And you need to understand that if you are going to have a great marriage, if your marriage would work, one of the virtues you have to possess is self-control. And guess what? Self-control is a fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is love. Self-control is the fruit of the recreated human spirit. So the best time to learn self-control is not when you are married. The best time to learn self-control and learn to be faithful is when you are still single. Some men, it is unfaithfulness and loss that will destroy their marriage. Job 31 verse 1. Job said, I have made a covenant with my eyes that I will not look at a woman, at a, at a, at a virgin, lustfully. Glory to God. Say glory to God. So you have to, if you want your marriage to work, if you value your marriage, you have to be faithful. You cannot be married and entertain some, some things. As a matter of policy, anytime from 9 p.m., I don't talk to any woman. The only person I try to, that maybe sometimes walk will make us talk is maybe Dr. Florence, and my wife knows her very well. Do you get what I'm saying? So you have to, you, can, you can't be on the call, 11, 11 p.m. I'll be talking to someone. That's how it starts. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. I said, glory to God. And it starts from when you're dating. There are people who have track record of keeping multiple girlfriends. Multiple boyfriends. There's one that pays bills. There's one that shows love. There's one that takes them out. Who has a car? They, they have roles for all of them. You are setting yourself up for unfaithfulness in your marriage. Glory to God. Say glory to God. Some people think that once you get married, that is the end of sexual temptation. In fact, that's the beginning. 
because now you are experienced. You know what to tell. Some of you singers, you think you have lines. No, you don't have lines. Come and meet us, my dear. We are master of lines. Sometimes we don't even need to talk. We don't even need to talk. You think that it's by talking. I'll cross the ocean for you. I'll go and bring you the moon. You think that's what they want? Be catching moon there. <laughs> glory to God. Say glory to God. So whether you're single or you're married, you have to learn it. You have to learn to be faithful. You have to learn. Bible says it drink water from your own system alone. You, it, it says, let the breast of your wife satisfy you. Let me go and look for you for it. Amen. I said amen. Proverbs 5.19 Proverbs 5.19 says a loving though a graceful death may our breast satisfy you always. Always. May you ever be captivated by our love. So not just to men but to women. You must be faithful. Glory to God. Say glory to God. You see, being married does not exonerate you from, from temptations. I've seen people asking out, or let me just say toasting. Let me use the word toasting. Toasting a pregnant woman. A single guy. Toasting pregnant woman. Not too much. Obviously pregnant woman. You see, you see now. Say nine months pregnant. Have you, anybody have seen that before? You get what I'm saying? It does not exempt you because they have seen proof that you are fruitful. Ah, ah. You don't get what I'm saying. They can't see that. Ah. You tell people that you are married, say this man is oh, I she read oh ring. When my wife went for you know NYC service, you, you'd call you, whatever. I was in the house of the Lord serving a full-time pastor. And then she you know she got back and then somebody promised her that he was going to buy her a Blackberry Z10. Z10. That should be like 11 years or 12 years ago, something like that. Blackberries. What, what phone was I using? Maybe blue light or something. I can't even remember. One stupid phone like that. What do you do? I will buy you a car. Some of those ladies you see on social media, you don't know the, the source of their money. See, I say a week. Ah. Uh, you sold with you bought a house of 500 million. I, I will leave what I'm doing right now and start selling week. What am I what am I doing? Check out what I'm saying. I mean, you 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 have to, whether you are single or you are married, you have to learn self-control. 
they are men that you are you are setting yourself up for for unfaithfulness in your marriage some men can't can't see cleavage and take their eyes off you see a lady you know as i mean sometimes ladies dress in some funny ways can you exercise some self-control you see people do you have a problem what is lost that you are looking for you may not be able to take your eyes from seeing the first time now I think that is enough there's a man who will be there they'll be looking you see some things they are not you are not invoked doing them you know when a lady pass and then she has a big backside this is family life should I go ahead there's some guys they, they feel like it is trendy it shows that you are a man where is it damn damn what is them when you should when you should say blood of Jesus you are saying damn that's how it starts you have to learn it. Job said, I have made a covenant. It's a covenant that you make with your eyes. You have to see people that fall into some of those, they are, they are just human. You have to tell anyone if you have a gift, help yourself. Some of you need to do social media fasting. And, and to be honest, it's not just guys. There are ladies. They see a man that has a brother. They say, "Oh my God! Oh my God! He's in heaven. What are you? What is wrong with you?" And then, and then some people are so comfortable with lust. Lust has become their life. Some people start licking their lips. Start, start bringing their lips. What? What are you? Are you? Are, are you okay? Are you even normal? Are you hearing what I'm saying? There are some men, some of you men, you know that you have this weakness. You have, there was a time in my life that I was not hugging ladies. I was not hugging ladies. I was not. Some of you know your weak points. Not just men, even women. There are women who are like that. Who are like that. So you have to begin to train yourself like that. And be disciplined. And learn self-control. You, you have to learn it. It doesn't jump on you. Glory to God. Say glory to God. Are you in church this morning? Number number what now? Number five. Why marriages don't work? Lack of romance and sexual dissatisfaction. It's a major reason why marriages don't work. I said marriage, not relationship. First Corinthians seven, three to five. I've been counseling married couples for over 15 years and what I have found out is that sexual dissatisfaction 
is the root cause of many financial issues in a marriage. It says the husband should fulfill his marital duty to his wife and likewise the wife to her husband. Sex in marriage is your marital duty. Says the wife's body does not belong to her alone, but also to her. We are I'm a shareholder in your body. If you're married, in the same way, the husband's body does not belong to him alone, but also to his wife. Do not deprive each other except by mutual consent and for a time, so that you may devote yourselves to prayer. Then come together again so that Satan will not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. You see, even in marriage, self-control is required. Even in marriage. Because there are times that your wife wants to go on a fasting. How does Mama Deboye copes? Ah. Somebody is asking that, ah, can you have sex during fasting? You need self-control. As long as there's a time, two days, three days. Glory to God. Say glory to God. Hebrews 13:4. Hebrews 13:4 says, Marriage is honorable by all, and the marriage bed kept pure. Let me have the KJV or the new KJV. This marriage is honorable among all, and the bed undefiled, but fornicators and adulterers, God will what? I can't hear you. God will what? God will what? God will judge. I'm going to come there. When sex is flowing, such when you and both the husband and the wife feel satisfied, money issues will reduce. Married people need to understand that sex was designed by God for enjoyment. And, and sex is only for marriage. In the confines of marriage, Sex outside of marriage is fornication and it is dishonorable to God. You know, it was Jesus said that, you know, in counseling session, they tell singles to stop having sex. They tell the married, please have sex. You see the, the paradox. <laughs> Glory to God. Say glory to God. Your job as a man is to satisfy your spouse, but only in the confines of marriage. Say neighbor, sex was designed for marriage and for marriage alone. So to all our married women who are always tired, always tired, or some men who are always, you cannot be tired. He said, is your marriage Yeah. It's a core cause. If I say, major KPI, 
Glory to God. If your spouse is always tired, when it's time for sex, then it could mean that you are not doing something right. Praise God. Sometimes, if you want sex in the night, you can start in the morning. Not that you just say, Otiyao, Otiyao. It's time, oh. It's time, oh. It's time, oh. <laughs> Be creative and romantic. Send kisses. It's not for the singles alone. In fact, it's not for the singles. Send kisses. Some people even know there is kiss on WhatsApp. They don't know. I'm newsflash. There is kiss on WhatsApp. If you type kiss, it will bring up. Send it. Send it to your wife, wife, a husband. Send it to them. Be creative. Glory to God. Open the door for her. The door of the car for her. Say, Ebole, Ebole. Oh, I've gone. Try those things. Now, they, they, at first, they will, they will be, even, even some women sometimes, they, 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 they will not allow us to be saying, eh, 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 eh. Kilari lady, you. Ah, ah. Hey, I'm a two come by you. But you just have to let it just flow. If you have a, if you have a lady beside you, then let it flow. Let it flow. Let it flow. Pretend. Like you're enjoying it. Breakfast in bed. Last two weeks, my wife can bear me witness, I served that breakfast in bed. I didn't cook it. I didn't cook it. But I served it. I just... In my house, I've not cooked in the last seven years or eight years. I don't even have plans to. It's not my calling. So if you have husbands who can cook, you are blessed. My wife does not demand that from me because she knows that it's not my strength. What am, what am I doing there? When we got married, I used to try to cook. So, so my wife would go to work. You know, when she's coming back, I will cook for her. You know, then it used to be concussion. That was, uh, that was the, the meal that we take the most, you know. And then I'll cook it and then she'll come and she was because she's very, very meticulous, detailed when it comes to cooking. She says, oh, you did not use, you know, I think I used to use palm oil for, for concussion. I say, oh, no. Yes. She say, oh, no. I said, really? So she just busted my bubble so I just stopped it I think it was first one year or two years of the marriage and she said I've not gone back and I'm not, I'm not going back <laughs> she get what I'm saying thank you <laughs> so you have to learn to, to do some of those things in marriage even, even your dating in relationships you can do it in relationships last year's birthday my wife was in the UK and I sent her a flower. Flower. But not just flower. <laughs> because you can't just send flower to a Nigerian lady. You will get insults. And I sent her flower and cake. And she told me that you won't believe 
that was the first time ever I got a flower. I'm like, wow. I feel like my name should be in Guinness Book of Record. I'm telling you. So you just never know. Just do something. Add some spice to it. If you're not married, you can begin to learn some of those things. Don't be rigid. Don't be rigid. You can be spiritual and be romantic at the same time. When she was going to come back from the UK, you know, I, I, I made something for her. I made a pillow for her. I consulted Dr. Florence. I want to make a pillow, welcome home for her and all of that. As she came, I was at work. You know, it was on the bed. Welcome home. Some of those things, even me, I don't like it. But you just, you, you just do them because you, when you do that, you score points with them. You score points with them. Some of you are bankrupt because you've not been doing anything. You are, the accounts you have with your wife is empty. So I kept, I kept asking her, are you, are you home? Are you home? You know, love her, are you home? Are you home? He said, ah, wow. Oh. I'm like, oh, it's turn on you. Like that's it. What you thought? But you know what some of those things does is that it's it renews the love in the marriage. It does. Glory to God. It does. You can serve food. Sometimes when I help is not around, I just go to the kitchen and watch and wash plates. And just do that. A lady, a, a wife, just says, you know, honey, don't worry, I will sort out the school fees for next time. The man will love you more. You'll be happy. So you'll be happy. Say, baby, today, any style you want. Ah! The man will be excited for you more. He will leave work. Say that you'll get query if you have to go. Query will make, leave query. There is a cost at home I must not carry. Give your husband a surprise. Stop buying singlets every Valentine. Stop. We are tired of singlets and boxers. Can you do something different? Stop buying us belts. We are not in shackles. Amen. Do something different. Men who want romance. When you are with your husband, just rub his head. Rub it. It's, it's, your, it's, your, it's your own. I'm talking to married. <clears throat> if you are single and you are having sex, you are committing for, sorry, fornication. Fornication. And fornication is a sin before God. 1 Corinthians 7 9. 1 Corinthians 7 9. Please be fast. 1 Corinthians 7 9. It says, But if they cannot exercise self control, let them marry. For it is better to marry than to burn with passion. The word passion there means lust. So if you, if you know that you cannot contain already, you know, go and marry. Go and marry. 
and stop shouting, let the singles breathe, let the singles breathe. Go hand and marry. And marry. Glory to God. Say glory to God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. The next one, why marriages don't work is lack of spiritual intimacy. Lack of spiritual intimacy. Now, this is the most underrated reason. This is, this is a, a, if you want your marriage to work, this is one of the secrets to having a great marriage. I can tell you that for free. Lack of spiritual intimacy. This is underrated. In Ecclesiastes 4.12, the Bible says two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. It says if one falls, the other is able to lift him up. It says a two or three-fold cord is not easily broken or is not quickly broken. So, how can you say that you are in a marriage with someone and you are not praying together with that person? A family that prays together stays together. What happens when you pray together is that your spirit is united. It says one will chase a thousand and two will put ten thousand to flies. Deuteronomy 32, 30. Two are better than one. Why? Because they have a good reward, results for their efforts. This is 4, 8 or 9. So you understand that if you're going to make your marriage work, there has to be a high level of spiritual intimacy. When your spirit is united, it becomes almost impossible for the devil to break your union. As a couple, you must have specific prayer days. Even if you're dating, you're in a relationship, there must be times that you pray and fast together. It's not every time you're there, spread, pressing breasts, kissing, and smooshing. That has no impact on your future and destiny. You just enjoy that moment. They're asking, is kissing wrong in a relationship? Be kissing now. There are weightier things that you can put your time on and invest your time on. Start praying about your children. You can receive the names of your children while you are still dating. So it's not when you are now married, you are now saying that, ah, at Mario, ah, What's nesting now? You have to build your future. Glory to God. Say glory to God. If you ask me, I will tell you, my wife and I, this is one of the major strengths of our marriage. We pray together. And sometimes it's not even physical. Sometimes it's just it's virtual. We pray one half virtual. I'm not even around. We pray virtual. Our last birthday, we prayed from 12 a.m. to 1 a.m. We prayed into our birthday. We do that from time to time. We've done 30 days of praying every day together. 12 a.m. to 1 a.m. I'm talking about April. 
not three years ago. We, we do it, we make it constant practice. Why won't our spirits be united together? Why? There are people who are married, they don't even pray for a week. When we miss a week of not praying, I say, ah, we've not prayed this week, oh. we quickly pray. Sometimes my wife is fast and say, I will join you. I mean, it was last two weeks my wife was fasting. <laughs> And he said, I said, ah, you know, he said, I'm fasting. I said, I will join you. I joined that. <laughs> so you need to understand that marriage is spiritual. You can secure your, your future in the present with your intercession and your prayers. You can, you can settle issues that will arise in the future, even right in the now. But some people think that, you know, Relationships is just for Snapchat, just working together. Say cheese, cheese. Then you now have hair. Like, hair. which one is that one that gives you hair and your big nose? Which one is that? Which platform is that? Snapchat. It's beyond that. All those are great. Fast together, praise together, dance together. There must be spiritual intimacy in any marriage if the marriage must work. The next one, why marriages don't work, this is very, very powerful. Why marriages don't work is cohabitation and premarital sex. What is cohabitation? Cohabitation is premarital or non-marital living together. In other words, you're living with someone you're not officially married to, even though you may have plans to get married. Or marriage plans may even be in progress. Let me say this to you. No matter how long you live with someone that you are not officially married to, you are not guaranteed of knowing them. As you should until you truly get married to them. So, what I'm going to tell you the danger of cohabitation. What cohabitation does in most cases is that it leads to premarital sex most times. And when people engage, understand this, listen to me very carefully. When people engage in premarital sex, what happens is that trust is broken because the person, male or female, is thinking that if this person can sleep with me outside of marriage, all right, premarital, this person can also sleep with another person outside of marriage, postmarital. Do you agree with that? So you understand that cohabitation will do more harm than good to you. It breeds trust issues. Glory to God. And when trust is lacking in a relationship or in a marriage, then the marriage is as good as dead. Cohabitation and premarital sex is a major reason for trust issues in marriages.
glory to God. Say glory to God. And you know, there are people who are, these are not level, who have not officially gotten married, but they are cohabiting. They won't have children. We have a lot. See, home video is not real life. I mean, there was a time we were watching a movie, and then, you know, the next, the day before, they were single. The next day, they were married. I'm like, what's happening here? <laughs> and then you think that that is real life. Glory to God. Say, glory to God. I want to say this again. Sex outside of the confines of marriage is fornication. And the Bible says in Hebrews 13, 4, that marriage is honorable. The bed undefiled. Adulterers and fornicators. The Bible says God will judge. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? I'm shaking your tables right now, right? He says God will judge. Now, let me tell you something. If God says he will judge, he will judge. The way he will judge, you may not even know. But he will judge. Because the Bible says that God cannot be mocked. He that sows the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. He that sows the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. That should be Galatians 6, 7. So understand the, the, the consequences. Glory to God. Say glory to God. You know, we, we live in a world where premarital sex is nothing. I was going to counsel a couple that should be, I was not even married. That should be about, no, I was married. I think it was the first year into our marriage. You know, a guy and a lady, we're going to get married. That should be like nine, nine, uh, that should be like 10 years ago. I just got married, some months after I got married. And I said to them, I said, I'll be counseling. Usually we do, you know, sex class like a week to, you know, the, the, their wedding. So I was going to counsel with them and all of that on, on sex. And the guy said, oh, that's... When we, when we started the, the... I was going to start the class. And I said, oh, today we're talking about sex. The guy said, ah, but you, you'd have told me now. I was telling the wife that you... The, the wife said, you would have told me that it's sex. That I ain't here, problem. Like, that's not a problem now. This is what we do. If, like, you know, that, that pastor, I'm only calling God. Like, he was telling me. God is my witness. He said, ah, pastor, ah. <laughs> like he was telling me that I can counsel you if you have any single I tell them sex is fornication please don't tell my married woman please. because it breeds trust issues it breeds. Do you agree with that this morning? The singles are quiet. 
This is the word of God. <laughs> glory to God. Say glory to God. Say glory to God. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and be joined. If you are already living together, there is no living. <laughs> For this man shall you continue to live together. So there has to be a living and a cleaving. Glory to God. Why might this don't work? Number, number what now? Number what now? Number eight. Unwillingness to change. If you are not willing to change, you are not ready to have a marriage that will work. You know, there are people who say things like, especially women. Anybody that loves me will, will marry me the way I am. The question is, how are you? Yeah. Can you marry you? Can you cope with you? These babies who talk like that. If you talk like this and you are supposed to get married, then you are disconnected from real life. Because there's no way your marriage will work if you're not willing to make changes and make some adjustments. When I married my wife, she would tell me to shower in the night. It didn't make sense to me. I took my bath in the morning. Why another? It didn't make sense. But as I embraced that reality, I got better. Are you with me this morning? So you must be willing to change. Most of the things that people call irreconcilable differences is just unwillingness to change. They just want you to accept them the way they are. Is this my anger problem? Anybody that, that loves you will, will marry me with this my anger. You, you are hungry, you break the TV. If you break my TV, you are going to be in trouble. Any anger that breaks things is demonic. So we can beat that demon. We will lay hands on you forcefully. He is laying hands too. Yeah. You know how it is that people give excuses for bad behavior. Bad behavior. Both men and women alike. See, I don't know how to help myself. When I'm angry, I destroy things. People get angry and burn their cars and, you know, pick the phone of their spouse and throw it on the wall. iPhone 15, ah, you throw it on the... What kind of anger is that? Glory to God. I said, glory to God. I said, glory to God. Next one, number what now? Lack of marriage mentors. Lack of marriage mentors. Okay, let me start from extreme third party interferences. That's number nine now. Now take lack of marriage mentors as the next one or the last one. The most complex issues in marriage that makes a marriage not to work is external interferences. This mostly happens when a husband and a wife have not learned to resolve their issues amicably between each other like matured adults. Extreme third party interferences will ruin a marriage. This is why a husband and a wife, and it starts from when you're dating, anytime you're fighting, 
How many of you have neighbors that they always fighting between themselves? Anybody like that? You start hearing, you will kill me today. They start fighting. Then the neighbors gather. It's a, it's a community marriage. May you not have that kind of marriage in Jesus' name. Your amen is not resounding. Never forget that marriage is for two mature people who have decided to come together in love and harmony. Marriage is not for babies. It is for two adults. Genesis 2.24 says, For this cause shall a man leave his wife Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife. Now, this is so remarkable because if you look at this scripture, they were not married. They were not married. So it says, Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife. So, you don't become a wife when you are married. It is because you are a wife that you get married. You didn't hear, you didn't get what I'm saying. You don't become a wife when you are married. It is because you are a wife that you will get married. You don't become a man because you are married. You become a man to get married. So, there has to be a living and a cleaving. In almost 11 years of my wife and I being married, it's only once that we've had to, people have had to sit us down and talk to us, ah, this, you know, and all of that. And that was the first year of marriage. Am I correct? First year of marriage alone. We, we may have our issues, but we've learned that you can resolve your issues like matured human beings, like matured adults. And there are, there are people in marriages that like to sweep this under the carpet. Say, oh, let's talk about this. No, I don't want to talk about it. You are causing issues in your marriage. You are piling up things. First, we have marriage problems. Marriage problems, when not dealt with, when you don't have conversations over them, they become marriage issues. And then the marriage begins to fall apart. Your marriage will not fall apart in the name of Jesus Christ. The last one is the lack of marriage mentors. While extreme thought part interferences may carry in your marriage, it's also important to know or note that for your marriage to work, you must have specific marriage mentors you can follow their example, who can help you navigate challenging times in your marriage. Both of you must have people you can report to when one is not behaving well or they are behaving weird. One of the wisdom you must have in your marriage is to know when to escalate things to marriage mentors. There are times that you, you just have to escalate things. You know that this cannot be resolved between the two of you. Glory be to God. Say, glory be to God. 
An example of things that needs to be escalated is that when your husband brings another woman to the house and is sleeping with her in your house, in your home. Do you know such happens? Do you know such happens? You don't know, you don't know such happens? <laughs> I know that such happens. I've, I have heard such. Do you get what I'm saying? But that some other things happen. Oh, this one you talk to me anyhow. You can resolve that. You agree with me on that. But there are other things that you have to just escalate. And you must have marriage mentors. Don't marry anyone who nobody can talk to. Male or female. Don't marry a woman that has nobody that she can that can talk to her. Don't marry a man that has nobody that can talk to to him don't do that and these people that can touch them don't even have to be pastors they can be someone maybe one respected person in their family or something because you're going to save yourself if you have someone that can talk to your spouse glory to God I say glory to God as great as having marriage mentors he is if you have the wrong marriage mentor, it can also ruin your marriage. You understand that God designed you to have a great marriage. But you have to become the kind of person that God wants you to become. There's someone I know who can help you have a great marriage. Guess who he is? He's the Holy Spirit. He makes all the difference. If you submit to him, sometimes you don't even know how to act. Just say, Holy Spirit, help me. I don't even know what to say. I don't know how to handle this situation. I pray for you. I declare in the name of Jesus. A true you great marriages will emerge in the name of Jesus you will not miss it in the area of your marriage I pray right now for every stormy marriage for those who are watching online right now or who will watch in months or years to come I decree in the name of Jesus peace in your marriage in the name of Jesus thank you father we give you all the praise we give you all the glory in Jesus precious name we have prayed thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast we're glad you're part of our community now and trust you are blessed by today's message please subscribe to the show or she podcast like and share as well you can also find Pastor Sheung on Instagram at Sheung Oshibeson or at Gracemade NG.